Hello everybody, welcome to Shift Church. It's great to have you with us. Uh, my name is Tim Carter, I'm the Vicar at All Saints in Wellington and St Catherine's Eyton and I've got a few folk with us uh, this week for Shift Church. I've got Liz, say hello Liz. Hello Liz. And I've got Sean, say hello Sean. Hello Sean. Hey look, they know what they're doing. I'm hoping the Facebook is working. Liz, are you keeping on the stream tonight? Uh, I think that's Sean, oh, that's Sean. it okay. is on, I, I can see it's on. It is on, yes it is. <laughs> Lovely, well I'm glad that's working. Um, some of you will be with us here on a Wednesday evening on Facebook, uh, which is great. Do put in the comments stream, say hello to each other and to us. And any questions or things you want to pray about or comments as we go through, just join in the conversation. And some of you will be catching up on the podcast or watching the video later in the week, which is fab because that's what Shift Church is all about. It shifts around the week for when you are able to, to join us. Uh, if you'd like to join in the conversation, you can do it on the Facebook group or you can email me, tim at allsaints-wellington.org. That'd be great. Um, and yeah, how's your week been? Nice generic thoughts start. So how's your week going Liz? Um, my week seems to be going quite quickly <laughs> but yeah quite well nothing, nothing really exciting about it. You had an exciting thing this afternoon. Well yeah I did I have a very exciting thing that I, um, I'm going to a thing called pulmonary rehab which is like a course run by physiotherapists for people with lung disease so I, uh, I started a course this afternoon and I'm absolutely shattered. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work me very hard. I'm just tired from being out and just the whole thing of it is just exhausting. And um, being out in the storm as well, that wasn't much fun. The wind, wind was quite high this afternoon. And um, yeah. yes, I got blown around quite a lot walking up there. So, yeah. What about you, Sean? How's your week going? Fairly full on at work. Full on, yeah. <clears throat> Very busy. Um, at a castle yesterday. Um, that uh, it was a nine hundred year old castle that somebody uh, drilled into a wall of it, and obviously you're not allowed to do that. So um, it was a lot of grief for me because obviously you, <coughs> obviously it's a protected monument, so um, listed. Um, so yeah, it was very stressful really because um, it was a very silly thing to do really. So uh, yes, uh, so that's what I was doing yesterday uh, in the rain and wind in the middle of uh, North Shropshire. Oh, lovely. So lots and lots and lots of paperwork. Yes, lots of paperwork, unfortunately. Lots of paperwork. Oh, what fun. What about you, Tim? Oh, I'm just trying to think what I've done this week. <laughs> uh, like you, my week's gone quite quickly, but I'm not quite sure what I've done in it. You've worked quite a lot. You've done well, several yeah, funerals. Yeah. yeah, I've done a couple of funerals and uh, yeah, small group last night. PCC on Monday, that was good. So yeah, that's our church council meeting for those of you who don't speak Anglican. Yes, we have PCC on Valentine's Day, which is... A... I did get them all chocolate though. Yes, you did get them all chocolate. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, I thought, yeah. and and some of them are married to each other, so actually that was their Valentine's Day evening out together. <laughs> How nice! <laughs> well, I was supposed to be there, so it was going to be my Valentine's Day out with evening out with you, but then I was ill, so yeah, oh, that's a shame. Or at least that's what you said. <laughs> I'm sure you know she wasn't doing that. No, no. The lengths I go to to avoid PCC. Have we got anybody saying hello on the stream yet, Sean? We've got lots of people. We've got Ali, Charlotte, um, Becky. Um, we've got um, Sue has joined us. Lovely. Loads of people. It's really good. Name checks to all those. Hello to everybody. And to, the, to those who are, uh, haven't put a comment on, hello to you as well. Um, we are starting a new kind of series this week, uh, working our way through a book called Intimate with the Ultimate, which is all about um, getting closer to God 
Um, so we thought we'd start with a bit of a, a reflection on what intimacy means. And um, uh, I apologise in advance for a very cheesy um, thing slide at the beginning of this of this piece. For those of you who are watching the video, you'll see what I mean. Um, and for those <laughs> listening, you can just listen along. Um, but we're just going to take a moment first, uh, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, whether it's Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or later, at work, in the car, walking the dog, just to be aware of God's presence. Take a breath. And to say, yes, Lord, we want to know you more closely. He wants to be known by you. Intimacy, it's our deepest desire. The longing to be fully known and loved is just how we've been wired. But in this life, there's only one whose pursuit of you never tires and his love for you is reckless, an endless wildfire. There's no greater love story around. The Bible isn't full of ladders to climb, it's a stairway of God coming down. And this blows away religion, because if you're God's enemy, he died for you. There's no working for acceptance, because faith makes us right in God's view. It's only by believing in Jesus that you're made perfectly spotless and new. See, because it's not about what you do, it stems from what's been done. On the cross, God took your mess and made you as blameless as His Son. See, intimacy involves exchange, so go ahead and let down those walls. Don't be afraid to open up, God already proved you're worth it all. And true intimacy looks to the depths of your soul, and revealing deepest wounds gives way for light to make you whole. So you can take the mask off, God didn't die for an outside cover. He replaced your past, present, and future, try to name a better lover. Because before asking of your life, Jesus gave his first. He'd rather die for his enemies than give the hell we deserve. See, relation with God starts where he bore our curse. It's not by trying harder or memorizing a Bible verse. Because Christians don't follow rules, we follow a person. And he wants you as you are, not some cleaned up tidy version. Which means pastors and priests need him as much as a prostitute or pimp. Because we're all crossing the same finish line, whether at a jog or a limp. So the church should be a place where you belong before you behave. Because Jesus is the one who did the work for all to be saved. There's no distance ran too far. God's faithful and loyal. So no more thinking you're trash when this king says you're royal. And when you trust in him, you're an heir to his throne above. Understand when God looks at you, he sees the child that he loves. So for any victims of ghost parents who left you feeling haunted, God promises to never leave you abandoned or unwanted. Now for me, this was kind of hard to believe in. Divorced parents brought destructive patterns like porn and drinking. Addictions and anxieties were far from shrinking till Jesus came and pulled me out where I was sinking. I learned that no matter the cost, God gives up all for his bride. And in order to bring us back to him, he willingly died. Now some might be willing to die for a person who seems worthy, but this perfect God stepped in and died for the dirty. The author crash landed his story, but his people knew him not. The creator put on flesh, but we missed our shot. Yeah, he templed among us and fully dwelt in our midst. He offered healing, but we closed our fists. The same ones he came to save drove nails through his wrists. See, he took the cup of suffering so he could drink eternal bliss. And with every reason to leave, he chose to stay for you and me. Jesus gave himself up, here's how he made his plea. Instead of proposing on a knee, God proposed on a tree with rings in his hands holding up the deal for all to see. And when he said, it is finished, he absorbed your infection. He swapped all of your sin to give you his perfection. So if you're craving to belong while feeling helplessly alone, God's knocking on the door, ready to make your heart a home. There are some big ideas in there. There are, there are. I like the end of that. I liked um, God doesn't propose on his knee, but he proposed upon a tree. I thought that was clever. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then the end bit about being knocking at the door. Yeah. 
sharing and having a meal. Um, the last bit um, where he said sharing have a meal, or was it um, as friends or something like that? And I thought, oh, I don't remember that in the Bible, but that was it was just that last word. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think it might be a paraphrase, but it's yeah. a slight idea. Like I think he says, come in and eat with you, doesn't it? Oh, yes, he yeah. Does. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. Um, yeah, lovely. So, um, we've got some Bible readings tonight. Um, somebody, I hope, is going to be reading from Luke for us. Who's reading Luke? That's me. Right, what are you reading from Luke? I am reading Luke 1. No, 11. Luke 11. <laughs> Get the right one. <laughs> verses 1 to 13, I think, or verses 1 to 11. No, 1 to 13. I'm well prepared, aren't I? <laughs> I'm glad I admit. Luke 11, 1 to 13. So here we go. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give the holy spirit to those who ask him Amen. thank you very much okay and sean then are you reading from colossians i am colossians 4 verses 2 to 6 encouragement or prayer devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I'm here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Thank you. So I'm going to share a few thoughts and reflections on that and on the uh, kind of introductory stuff from the Intimate with the Ultimate book. Um, if you've got questions or comments or thoughts that have occurred to you as we've been reading the Bible or that as I'm going through, do put them on the comment stream if you're with us live. Sean will pick them up and then pepper me with them. And we'll talk about them at the end. Um, also, if you're not with us live, you could email me, tim at allsaints-wellington.org. I'll pick those up next week. Anyway, so as I said, we're starting this new series. And last week, you might not know this, actually, but when we were talking about, uh, we were talking about appreciation last week and our value as a church of celebrating. Actually, that was bringing to the end two years of, of sermons and reflections and thinking about our church values. And we've had other ones at other times, but basically we've had five different sermon series over the last two years, 
looking at our church values, that loving God, loving each other, loving our neighbours, celebrating and exploring. Um, and as I said last week, we're looking at the last of those. Uh, we appreciate other because we're looking for things to celebrate. We appreciate each other and we value celebrating. Um, and one of the reasons we've spent so long on them um, and looked at them in so much detail is because uh, we know that culture, the way we do things, the things we value, um, communicates far just as much, if not more, than actually what we say we think or say we believe. Actually, the way we do things, the way we are with each other, um, uh, it communicates a lot. And actually, there's there's a there's a phrase in 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 leadership kind of circles which says that um, a, a culture eats strategy for breakfast, which basically means you can make all the plans you like, but if you haven't got the way you do things sorted out, um, then you might as well not bother making the plans. And actually, it seems to me that the last two years with COVID and everything, if you'd asked me two and a half years ago what my strategy was for this two and a half years, what my plans were, none of this would have been involved. Shift probably church probably wouldn't have happened. Um, mm. None of this. Yeah. But actually, because we had, we were concentrating on the values, the way we do things, loving each other, loving God, loving our neighbours, celebrating and exploring new ways of doing things, We've been able to to ride out the last two years, despite the fact that all the plans we had two years ago have come to nothing because we've got this culture in place. Um, and so we've continued through those two years to do what we say we're about. We say we're called to be closer to Christ and sent to be closer to others. Uh, and we had some plans for how we were going to do that over those two years. Those plans have disappeared. But actually, the values have meant that we've continued doing that even though the plans have changed significantly. And as I say, we finished this two years of looking at them, but um, that doesn't mean we're going to stop thinking about them or they're just going to die. Um, actually, as a, as a family of congregations, which is how we see all saints, um, we, have, we have these common values that underpin what we do and how we do it and who we are. Um, and we're kind of responsible to each other, gently holding each other to account for them. Now, one of the Bible's readings we had last week that I've chosen to, to illustrate that last that uh, last element of that value was uh, the story of the anointing of Jesus of Bethany. Um, and it's a that account inspired one of our vision images that we have at All Saints, which is the image of uh, Mary bowed down worshipping at Jesus' feet and Martha serving in the kitchen and Lazarus leaning against Jesus in friendship. We talk about being a Christ-centered church of faithful service, intimate worship, and friendship with God. Um, and on Sunday last week, when I spoke about this, and we were we were we were worshiping song afterwards, we had a word from someone who said that they felt like God was looking down on us, and not only were we to appreciate each other, but we were to receive God's appreciation of us. And and we spent some time doing that, and and reflecting on that, and just bathing, if you like, in the waves of God's appreciation. Um, and after the service, someone came up to me and said that she had an image in her mind, a picture as she worshipped. And she said this, there was a great crowd of people standing with their heads bowed and Jesus was elevated above, holding his hands out and tears falling down on his people, like a gentle river washing over them. Jesus was saying to them, I know how difficult it's been these last few years. I can feel your pain. and I've been listening to your prayers. It was like Jesus was filling his people with the Holy Spirit so they can be refreshed and continue on their journey. And it seems to me like God was was setting the scene, encouraging us to draw closer. Um, it's almost like for the planning that we've been doing, moving on from that kind of coming out of that, that series and into this new series of drawing closer to Jesus in intimacy. And uh, the Holy Spirit had been in that and was kind of segueing from one to the other. Um, just inviting us to come closely and be filled as we explore what it means to be intimate with the ultimate. Um, and as that spoken word piece said, so many of us long for intimacy. It's one of the things we found really difficult in lockdown when we couldn't spend time, we couldn't be with the people we love. We miss that intimacy. We long to know and be fully known. Um, and, but at the same time, it seems that sometimes we fear it. We fear the rejection. 
Once people find out what we're really like, they won't want to know us. Uh, perhaps we fear that we're not worth getting to know. We fear getting hurt if we make ourselves vulnerable and it feels like intimacy can be risky. Um, but I believe that is what we're invited to. And I think one of the things we've just got to somehow get our heads around and get our hearts to believe is that there is nothing about us that God doesn't know already. Yeah. If we think that we're that by avoiding intimacy with with God, then then we can keep things from God. Then we're just deluding ourselves. <laughs> not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The only the person who loses out in that is us because we lose out on the intimacy. Um, really, there is no nothing about ourselves, our souls, our minds, our thoughts what we've done that God doesn't know already. Um, and if we go all the way back to the first book of the Bible, to Genesis, we read of the close relationship that God had with people. It says God walked with them in the garden. That's just such a beautiful image of intimacy, walking with someone in a garden. And it says they were naked before God, but they felt no shame or guilt or fear. We enjoyed fearless intimacy with God. But then it goes wrong. We decide that we know best, that we knew better than God, that we wanted to be in charge. So we disobeyed the one command we were given. And what does it say in the Bible was the first effect of that disobedience? We were ashamed. We realized we were naked. We tried to slow leaves together to cover our nakedness. And when God came walking in the garden and called out for us, we hid. We were afraid and ashamed. And that guilt and shame just opened up this chasm between us and our creator. We were cut off from the source of our life. But God didn't leave us there. God sent messenger after messenger, made promise after promise. If only we would trust God, walk in the ways we were shown, we could enjoy that intimacy again. We could be free from the shame and the guilt. But we wouldn't. We couldn't. So God in Jesus came to us. And if if Walking in the garden with someone is a great image of intimacy. How about spending nine months in a womb? You just you just can't get more intimate than that relationship between a mother and a child nurtured there for nine months. God broke through all the barriers, shared, created life with us. God, Jesus, one of us. In perfect intimate relationship with us, but also continuing in perfect intimate relationship with God the Father. But in the end, Jesus was stripped naked and hung on a cross in front of the whole world. He carried all that shame and all that guilt so that we could be forgiven. Our shame and guilt could be washed away. That means now we can be free of any fear. We can stand naked before God, walk naked with God, just as we are because we know that we are loved and welcomed. That's not to pretend we're perfect or say there isn't stuff about us that still needs sorting or fixing that we still need to say we're sorry for. There are still parts of our lives that need restoring. We're not perfect. We do need to, to be honest about that. But my sense is that we open ourselves up to say, yeah, that is me. It's very often it's ourselves who, it's us who don't want to look at the dark and mucky areas of our lives. Actually, God's quite just there looking at them. We don't hide them from him. We hide them from ourselves. And actually, when we say, Holy Spirit, Lord, would you come and help me sort out? Would you help me look at these honestly, squarely and clear up the mess and heal me and forgive me and make me whole? In this part of my life, that's God is just so willing to roll up his sleeves and get stuck in. We don't need to be afraid. There is nothing about us that God doesn't know already. There is nothing about what we've done or who we are that can stop God loving us. There's nothing to fear. Yeah. Nothing. But the reality is, is it's not always that easy, is it? Unlearning those patterns of life and thought that keep us from, our, from the intimacy with God. Um, and so that's why we're going to spend some time on this. We're going to spend probably seven or eight weeks, a uh, variety of different ways, thinking about this. We're going to have some teaching in kind of talks and conversations like this on a Sunday morning. And we're going to have a conversation in a minute at Shift Church. Some of us are part of small groups where we have opportunities to 
to chew it over and pray over it in different ways. Um, everybody's able to buy the book. It's still available, I think, secondhand on Amazon. There aren't very many new copies around, but you still can get it. Um, perhaps if you've got a prayer triplet or somebody you want to have as a reading partner, uh, either online, virtually, or um, in person, you could do that. Um, our Ignite services, which are services of extended times of prayer and worship, are going to be focused on intimacy with God over the next couple of months. The first one is on Saturday, and it will be streamed on uh, here on Facebook. So if you're uh, around in Wellington, you want to come along, do. Um, but if you want to catch up with it on Facebook, you can do that as well. And then first weekend of April, Gerald and Christy Kelly, who wrote that book, are actually coming to Wellington to spend the weekend with us. They're going to run some workshops on the Saturday if you're around. And um, then they're going to speak on the Sunday service and we'll use the video of what they say on the Sunday in Shift Church the following Wednesday. So we'll, we'll get the benefit of their kind of in-person input as well as just reading the book. Um, and we might even be able to live stream their talks on the Saturday. I haven't thought about that, but yeah, we should be able to do that. Yeah, good. The yeah. talks on the Saturday, definitely. Um, the workshops might be a bit tricky, but we'll, we'll work that out. Anyway, watch this space. We've got a couple of months to sort it out. Um, so that's kind of as an introduction to this. I'm just reflecting a little bit on the Bible readings we've had this evening um, and the way in which Jesus encouraged his followers to pray and in the way in which Paul asked his friends in the church of Colossae to pray for him. Um, last week in our small group, we were between sets of material. We were going to start this stuff this week. So we had a spare week and we were going to have questions and someone emailed me and said, um, one the, with the question, does all prayer need to be structured and well thought out? Are there rules to pray? Well, um, we talked about some other stuff. We put a pin in that question because I'm hoping that as we explore intimacy with God over the coming weeks, we'll find the answers to those questions and lots of other questions we'll have about prayer. Um, you see, it seems to me that prayer is conversation with God that flows out of intimacy with God. Mm. Prayer is a conversation that happens and it flows out of our intimacy with God. If we try and build a prayer life without actually getting close to the person we're praying to and listening to, it's never going to be satisfying or feel like it's working, for want of a better word. And with uh, Liz, what read for us, how did Jesus teach his disciples to pray? He taught them to say, our father. And then he used illustrations based in family life. If you who are wicked know how, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit? The pictures, the images we have are those of a good father who loves their children. I know some of us don't have great relationships with our fathers, and that can be difficult when we're talking about this stuff. But God is the good father, the perfect father. We can have that perfect father-child, parent-child relationship with. It's an intimate relationship. Um, and as we kind of continue through the coming weeks, we're going to think about walking with Jesus, working with Jesus, and watching Jesus. Those are the three W's. And it's, it seems to me that actually, as I was reflecting on this, I'm thinking, yeah, when you're working with someone alongside doing a task or something, or when you're walking with someone, you're out, around Apley Woods or you're off up um, Scarfell Pike or whatever, when you're watching someone do something, these are all up, these are all things that build relationship and they're all things where there's an opportunity for conversation. We kind of talk about what we're doing or we chat as we walk. They're all opportunities for intimacy to deepen. Prayer is the conversation that happens while we do these things. Prayer is the conversation that we have with Jesus while we walk with him, while we work with him, while we watch him. What are you doing there? Why are you doing it like that? Where should we go next? Oh, should we go over this path? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Will you put your finger on this while I bash it? Hold this bit of wood together while I screw it together. Whatever it is. <laughs> Will you make the Yorkshire puddings while I chop the veg? <laughs> it's th That is what prayer is. It's the conversations that happen while you're doing these other things yeah um so i uh, the idea is those are the three w's there's seven r's as well you like this as we walk with jesus we discover that prayer is relational and rhythmic 
As we work alongside Jesus, our prayer is restless, rich and reciprocal. As we watch Jesus, our prayer becomes both rooted and revolutionary. And I'm not going to go into those in detail because we're going to do those in the coming weeks. Um, but just watch out for them. And just have they that. sound good. Yeah, they do sound good. I like, I like all the R's. All the... <laughs> and perhaps a very easy way of starting to put this into practice would be as you when you're walking this week, just if you're walking on your own, actually, if you're walking with someone else, just think, okay, if Jesus were walking with me here, going from, coming from the place I've come from to the place I'm going to, what do I want to talk to him about as I'm walking? Uh, it might be driving. Sean, as you were driving off to that castle in Shropshire to kind of sort out this drill that had been, hole that had been drilled in the wrong place. What did, what if Jesus had been in the car with you and the passenger, what would you have wanted to say to him or hear from him as you were going to deal with all this? Those kind of things. So I'm really looking forward to what God has for us in the coming weeks as individuals, as a church. It just seems to me God is inviting us always, but particularly at the moment, to a deeper intimacy with God. Part of that will be opening up to God and part of it will probably be opening up to other people as well. Um, and that might feel risky, but I, I just do believe that as we step out in faith and take that risk, we'll discover that we're held more securely by one who loves us more deeply than we can ever imagine. Mm. Ultimate creator, redeemer and sustainer. Yeah. Amen. So my thoughts, just a bit of a bit of layout, the kind of roadmap for you is what we're going to be doing over the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, just wonder if you have any reflections on that, either on the on the on the introduction or on the Bible passages. And Sean will chip in with anything from the stream. Yeah. I will. Yes. <clears throat> so, Liz, you were nodding along at points there, I think. Oh yeah, I was nodding a lot. A lot of it actually. Um, I think a lot of it just excites. This subject excites me. Um, because going just going closer into God, um, there's a real kind of longing in me for for more of God and for and a, a lot of what you said, it just really brought it home there a lot about like um, just when you're talking about when you're close to a person, that's what that's what conversation comes from when you get close to somebody and you know them better and you trust them more. And you want to open up to them and um, you want to listen to them as well. All of those things get developed when you um, come into that place of it doesn't just happen when you just meet somebody. It happens when you get to know them. And there's that kind of longing to get to know God more um, for those things to flow more naturally. Um, and and also, I like what you said about um, um, about having conversations with God um, when we do other things, you know, it doesn't have to be all kind of rule based. We don't have to sit down and say certain words. You know, we can just be doing the washing up or um, not that I do really any washing up, you know, but just yeah, doing whatever, <laughs> loading the dishwasher and chatting to God. And sometimes I chat to God in the shower and just, you know, little things like that and uh, and just try and listen and listen in what he was saying. But yeah, I think uh, and one thing right back from the beginning of what you were saying, um, you were talking about how someone had a picture of um, or a word about God saying, I know how difficult it's been um, over the last couple of years. Um, and I just thought that was that was so lovely because I think it just really um, um, verifies what a lot of us have been through and how hard it's been. And God saying, yes, I've been there with you. I've been in it with you. Um, I understand. Um, and then I also thought, um, what was my thinking there? Um, when you said about, oh, yeah, you were saying that you were planning all these things um, before COVID in church. And, you know, you're making all these plans. Oh, no, that all went fell flat. Nothing happened. Um, but what I wanted to say was the stuff that did happen, the new things that happened, like Shift Church, I think were really, you know, were part of God's plan and were really important and are really important. And they are really part of loving our neighbours and um, and all of those values that we were talking about. I think that um, 
I just think that it's been amazing to see what God has done through this and how God has worked through the hard time that knowing that we're having a hard time but God's still working through it and uh, anyway that's a bit of waffle from me <laughs> not waffle no, not. <laughs> well, what, what did you reflect well you were talking about hard times um, during COVID I actually was blessed from COVID because I basically had 18 months work because of COVID so um, I'd just say that COVID has been good to me really um, but what I've what I've sort of kind of felt was um, what I've learned with with about intimacy with God. It's about um, sort of having trying to have the mindset of God. So surrounding yourself with um, things that that remind you of God. You know, so listening to Christian music. You know, going to bed and maybe listening to a podcast or. Um, you know, just so that your thoughts as you go to sleep are of God, of Jesus. And then when you wake up as well, the same thing, you know, sort of, you know, just just sort of lying there and saying, God, right, uh, this is your day. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to be sort of thing? And just having the mindset to do that, I think, is is really good. And that's what I've kind of I've tried to do. I don't do it every day, but um, I find it's quite helpful because you, you do feel close to God. You do feel like you... You are, um, you know, you're walking, God's walking alongside you. And, um, you know, and uh, I, I find that God sort of tells me verses from the Bible as well, you know, and sometimes when you feel like Liz was saying about not being enough or, or feeling down or whatever. And and I, I, when I feel like that, Jesus, I hear Jesus saying to me, I'm, I'm enough for you. Mm. You know, I'm enough for you. You know, when you, you're struggling like at work, when things aren't going well, um, and, and it, I just find that God's saying, actually, I'm, I'm with you. I, I can get you through this. So uh, I think the, the intimacy is, I think you've got to practice it, really. Um, yeah. It's something you've got to, you've got to practice. And, and just put yourself in a place where you can be in that, that, that uh, where you can hear from God as well, kind of thing. It's not easy, um, but it's, you've got to just practice it, I guess. Yeah, and that's one of the great things I like about this book, actually, is that there's loads of practical, each each chapter has loads of practical exercises, of things for you to try, and there's like four or five in each one. So it's not like, and it's not saying do them all, it's saying have a read of these and see which one you think would fit you best. Um, so that's, and we'll have a go at some of those as well in the coming weeks. The other thing that struck me, just as Liz was talking about the kind of, the development of the... Um, the intimacy and the conversation playing with it and just spending time with someone is um actually also that when you really know someone actually sometimes you don't need to have words you can just enjoy each other's company yeah you can actually just go for a walk together hold hands and you don't like when you first get together, you're going going on like first date walks. You're talking the whole time, but it's not that you've run out of things to say. But you just just with each other, mm. and actually, I I just wonder that sometimes as as we get to know God better, as our intimacy with God grows deeper, we actually find ourselves saying less in our prayers and mm. more time just being aware of God's presence with us and enjoying God's company. Um, yeah. And just, uh, yeah. Yeah, not talking at God, but just being there with God and in his presence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emmy says, um, I think to draw close to God, the key is that we are seeking this closeness and being active in this. Yeah. going for it yeah. yeah yeah and i i really like also um you reminded us that there is nothing we can do that will make us uh, that will make god love us less mm. um nothing we can do at all and that wherever we go god is there and god knows wherever we go and and we can't hide any part of ourselves from god he knows and he loves us you know, whatever that part is. And it, it just reminded me of um, Psalm 139, um, where it talks about um, 
if you go up to the, you know, if you go up to the heights, um, God will be there with you. If you go down to the depth, he will be there. Yeah. You know, if you go to the far side of the sea, he will, his, his right hand will uphold you. Yeah. All, all of that. And it, it's a lovely psalm of intimacy. Yeah. Um, and then it, go, it, it does go on to talking about how he, he, he formed us and knitted us together in our, our mother's wombs. And, and and he was there in that process as well so that that kind of intimate process right from the start mm. and and he, he's never stopped being there and always will be there and I think that that's that's a really beautiful psalm to read through you know mind yeah. God's closeness and love whatever we are whatever yeah 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 because we we like to tell ourselves that you know depending on our state of mind that, that God doesn't love us or, you know, we need to do this, that and the other to uh, to get God's love. But actually, it's, it's, I guess it's, that's the work of the devil, isn't it? To lie to us and tell us that we're, we, you know, we aren't good enough or we're this, that and the other. And therefore, we kind of walk around in, in as if we are alone, but actually we're not because God is always there. Mm. Mm. So here's a question about the uh, the passage from um, Luke. Then, mm -hmm. um, when it talks about um, so it talks about if you know your your heavenly Father will give you good things, mm -hmm. and um, then it says, um, "Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Um, anything you ask." Um, and what do you think that that actually means in reality? I'm going. I'm just going to throw that in. <laughs> oh, thank you with three minutes to go you think that it means that we're going to ask for anything that we want and that, that god will just give it us <laughs> yeah throw got, that on <laughs> well, well we've got a short bit of time i've just ali's just said uh, it's hard though for people where intimacy with someone has been damaging and she says it's it'd be interesting to hear what the book has to say about that mm. That's a really good point. Yeah, because yeah. even the word can probably be quite damaging for some people. Mm -hmm. Their experiences. Yeah. yeah. And Emmy agrees. She says, yes, his unconditional love. She's agreeing with us what we just said. Um, his unconditional love is amazing. Uh, it's something that I think may not be in our human experience without God. Mm. Yeah. Um, Actually, I've got Sarah. Sarah's just commented and said, I've been thinking about something you said Sunday, as in Tim, that we have, have a desire to be deeply known. I know God knows me more than anyone, but there is the desire to be deeply known spiritually by another person. Yeah, there is. It's that really deep desire in all of us to be known, to know and to be known. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, all those things, and I think uh, to Ali's Ali's point, I'm, I'm I kind of my hope would be that um, th through through the process there'll be the the possibility, the opportunities for some healing to happen, that actually people will be healed, released, whatever, however we want to describe it, of things in the past which have um, damaged their capacity for intimacy, both with God and with other people. Mm -hmm. Through no fault of their own. As we explore this, I'd, I'd, I'd hope that we'd see that happening. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, the, the, what exactly what that means as to ask and you'll be given you. Um, everyone who asks receives. I think that is a whole nother session. I also think it feeds back into what Sarah was saying about longing to be known, that kind of longing deep inside us. What is our biggest longing? Mm. What are we really asking for? And what we're really asking for is that is that belonging and that intimacy and that love. And um, and Jesus knows that when he knows when he when he's, when he's talking about that, I think. Yeah, yeah, he knows exactly what we need. Yeah. Because um, he knows us inside out. The Bible says he knows us like the back of his hand. Um, so he knows exactly what what, what we need. Mm -hmm.
yes. And, uh, mm. Yeah. I, I, I've just gone off on a, on a tangent in my head. Just thinking about the, those parables of which of you, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead, or if he asks for an egg, will give you a scorpion. Um, if you then, though you're evil, know how to give God good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And what, what strikes me is that um, the children... The thing in the story is that if a child asks for something, you won't give them something bad instead. But God doesn't say he's going to give an egg if you ask for an egg. He's just going to say he's saying he'll give you the Holy Spirit. Doesn't necessarily he's going to give you what you ask for. It's just that what he does give you won't be worse than an egg. <laughs> that would be scorpion. That scorpion. Yeah. It's like if we go to God and say, "Could I have an egg, please?" What God's saying is, "I may not give an egg." But the thing I give you will be much better than an egg. I That's really, yeah. You see what I mean? I do. I'd never really read it like that, but that is that is exactly what I was saying about what our deepest need is, mm. and God knows that, and that's what He's giving us. Yeah. I don't know that that's a valid reading of that because I've just made it up off the top of my head. So I would I would, I would need to check the commentaries before I would put too much weight on that. But it it, it strikes me that yeah, Jesus doesn't end the parable. Um, you you who are evil know how to good give good give things to your children so god will give you exactly what you ask for yeah he says he'll give the holy spirit that's true that will fulfill what and that will be far better than anything you can imagine asking for yeah and especially much better than an egg yeah yes. <laughs> okay so with those with those thoughts um is there any more on the stream i think was there... um yes um so um Becky's asking, um, well, Charlotte has suggested to Becky about doing the Alpha course because mm -hmm. she, Becky has said that she, um, she feels that, uh, she, you know, she'll get closer to God the more she journeys with him. And obviously with us through Shift Church, Charlotte suggested the Alpha course, and, yeah. um, which sounds really good. And I think I might be wrong. You could correct me, Tim. You can do it on, you can do the, the Alpha courses on YouTube, isn't it? It's actually on Vimeo, but yes, you can access but all the videos. Yeah, it's better to do it with somebody, isn't it? We, can, yes. we might do it at some point, mightn't we? Like on an online one again. Yeah, all kinds of possibilities. Yeah. Drop us an email, Becky. We'll have a chat about how, what we might be able to do on that one. Yeah. yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and if anybody else is interested in Alpha online or in person, drop us an email or um, put a comment on the Facebook group, and we'll see. Oh yeah, because Becky was saying, "What is the Alpha course?" Mm -hmm. And it, it is it is really just like a course that teaches you kind of some of the um, basics really about Jesus and God and what Jesus has done but it, it's a course that's very open to listening to questions and, and and your questions it's not a course that oh this is what you have to believe it's very mm -hmm. yeah good point yeah. and you know talk about what we believe kind of thing but it's very gentle and friendly right I hate to draw start we are going to have to move on but yes we will continue that conversation around alpha that'd be good and um we're going to have a bit of time uh, listening to some music you can sing along at home if you like just take some space to as well, yeah just be aware of god's presence enjoy god's company and that will lead straight into prayers which i think liz is leading is that right liz yeah great okay of the king I've been ushered into your 
Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. So we pause for a moment um, in God's presence, knowing that we are in God's company. We are in the company of the creator of the universe. So just pause and relax for a moment. Let's uh, just uh, bring some short prayers of thanks and um, rejoicing to God now. Um, and thanks for his closeness and his intimacy. And do join in on the stream as well. So, Lord, I thank you that you are here. I thank you that there is nothing that can do to make you love us less. Thank you that Jesus opened up the way so that we could walk with God again. Walk in the garden together. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for us on the cross. That you made the way for us to come to the Father. To come into the holiest of holies. That we come just as we are. We don't bring anything we can't offer anything other than ourselves thank you that you love us that much hmm. thank you lord that you know what we need deep down 
um, you know that we need to belong. You know that we need to be known. And you know us, Lord. You know every inch of us. You know us inside and out. And, and you love us. And, and you want us to come closer to you. Thank you, Lord. So move into just um, asking now. Um, so asking God for, um, for more of him, but also asking God for things that we need in our lives. So Lord of overflowing love, you invite us into intimacy with you. You say to us, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You invite us to new places where we will taste and see that you are good, where we will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, where with singing lit, we will praise you. Nothing we do can stop you loving us. So Lord, help us in these next few um, weeks as we, as we do this course together, um, help us to come closer to you um, and help us to find those places in you of our heart's desire and those places of belonging and those places of freedom. And Lord, I want to pray, especially for tonight, for those um, here who are listening and um, in the week who, who find the idea of closeness to anybody or intimacy um, a difficult concept mm. yes, in the past through no fault of their own. And Lord, I really pray that you will do some healing work in people and um, just bring people into your love and into your freedom over the next few weeks. Mm. From the stream, thank you for your Holy Spirit to guide us show us the way to intimacy with you thank you lord for guiding the hospital today to the right treatment plan amen amen and lord i want to lift up emmy to you um as she has to make some decisions now about um her nan's care and just all of the stuff that's been going on in her life and with her nan lately I just pray, I just really lift her up, Lord, and pray that you would surround her with your peace and, and, and peace on that house as well and on her nan and just all those decisions she's got to make. I pray that she will know you close to her and, and intimate with her in all these decisions and, and everything that she's got to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we um, end by yielding to God, and I'm just going to read a little poem about God's love, God's intimate love for us. May you find love in unexpected places, love that fills and fulfills and fires and inspires, love that immerses the depths of you and sweeps through the agony in you. Love holds you tight in the darkest night, love that floods you in glorious light. Love that is wide and deep and high and long, loves that soothes your soul, draws you into the song. May you find love in unexplored spaces, love that quenches and drenches, love that pours forth with extravagant moors, love that dives into the oceans of you and streams through the history of you. Love that clasps you near in your wildest fears. Love that collects your starkest tears. Love that is wide and deep and high and long. Love that rests your heart, draws you into the sun. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Liz. Lovely. So, yeah, see you next time. Uh, those of you who want to join with... Ignite on Saturday night, that is half past seven, I think. Is it half past seven, Ignite? That sounds about right, but... <laughs> about right, here on Facebook or in person at All Saints. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll be there, Sean will be there. Liz might be there, depends how things are going. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, look forward to it.
So thank you for your company this evening um, and whenever you've been uh, catching up on us. So say good night, Liz. Good night, Liz. Say good night, Sean. Good night, Sean. Good night, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.